Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. It's a Dapper Devil production, see? Alright, hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of Glee Aggressive. My name is Karina Stokes. My name is Ian Brodsky. And we are here today to welcome you to um, another episode of Glee. Season 2, episode 2. Already we are at what I would call an event episode. Yes, you could definitely (laughs) describe this as an event. I would call this an event episode, which seems very early on in a season to already be at the event episode stage, but that's fine. But this is Glee. Um, So we are, of course, discussing... The iconic, we'll see, episode titled Britney Britney. Britney slash Britney. Yes. It originally aired September um, 28th, 2010. Wow. Uh, after my birthday. Um, yes. I just need to share two things with the, well, first with you and then with the listeners. Mm-hmm. So, it is no secret that uh, in the year of our Lord, 2009, yes. I went to a little preview of the Glee uh, season one, like, showing like it was at a mall and a hot topic yeah um but i just found like the little uh flyer (gasps) that was given out um about the soundtrack in stores uh november 2009 is what it says on here oh and the links here are myspace.com slash music from glee fox.com slash glee and columbia records because of course it is of course it is um but also i'm noticing blacked out very poorly in what appears to be running out sharpie marker is singles available now at itunes <gasps> oh sus i'm wondering how that came about and why it had um to be i have no out. idea very mysterious yeah. very mysterious and part two is um recounting the story that happened at your wedding mm-hmm. where um <laughs> i remembered something in the middle of them playing we're all in this together from High School Musical. <laughs> during which I ran up to Karina and shouted, Remember that time I met Lucas Grabeel and got a selfie with him that I sent to you? <laughs> well, do you remember where I met him? Matthew Morrison's birthday party. So, okay. The best part about this is, um, so first of all, my dear listeners, uh, yes, my wedding... <laughs> They did play All in This Together from High School Musical. The more embarrassing part is I did not ask them to play this. I did not ask them to do this. The DJ looked around the room, diagnosed me with theater kid, and said, this bitch will love High School Musical. And he was right. So, um, me and a friend of the show, Jenna Kate, my maid of honor, um, were obviously breaking down to the Wildcats dance because... Uh, sorry to put you on blast, Jenna, but she was in the show, so she knew it. And I was like, I know enough. Yes. And um, other friend of the show, Rascal, was actually filming during this on her like on her cell phone because she Amazing. she knows an opportunity when she sees one. And she sent me all these videos, and she's like, Oh yeah, I have this video of you doing like the Wildcats dance. But 
there's a part in it where all of a sudden you just hear two synchronized like high-pitched screams that I won't do here and she's like what was that and I was like oh my god <laughs> the moment that happened was Ian running up to us and telling us that he met Lucas Grayfield at Matthew Morrison's birthday party and Jen and I just both go ah! yep. um I'll try to find it and yep. clip it um Maybe I'll put it on the Instagram when this comes out. Oh my god, Just two please white girls do, please do. Because the memory that you were at Matthew Morrison's birthday party. Also that you met yep. Lucas Grayville, um, which is its own kind of iconic. But, oh right. my god, I like, that was a, a wedding high, certainly. Dancing to High School Musical, finding out that Ian has been to Matthew Morrison's birthday party. I don't yep. know if that gives you more clout or less. I guess it depends on... I don't think You're... it gives me any clout either way. Is I don't know if that's the problem or the solution, but um, that is a he thing was that happened. Where's Waldo? Because also it was a costume party. Yeah. So what had happened was my former roommate worked on the production of Finding Neverland mm. on, um, on Broadway. Um, shout out to my friend Tyler, and got invited to just this bur- like this, which she thought was a Halloween like company party. And invited me along, and it just turned out that it was Matthew Morrison's birthday party, but it was, like, a costume theme, like Halloween, okay. because those two coincided. That was my question, because I you said it was Matthew Morrison's birthday, but I also remembered that the picture of you and Lucas Grabeel, you were wearing costumes. So I was like, did Matthew Morrison insist on a costume party for his birthday, or was it just near Halloween? Which makes sense. Also, Darren Chris was there, I remember now. Damn. You... Didn't, I don't think I really... No, I passed him on the way to the bathroom. Like, or I went after him in the bathroom. Ooh, okay. That's One a t- of those two. I was. I understand what you meant by I went after him in the bathroom, but the phrasing of that is gonna get <laughs> you in trouble. Yeah, you're right. My bad. New York actor arrested for stalking claims of Darren Chris after bad use of words on a podcast. <laughs> um, oh, Lord. So... Though all that aside, I guess we need to talk about Britney Spears. Um, I guess we gotta, yeah, yeah. My hard first left note turn. here is that this title is fun because we also have two friends named Britney who spell it different ways. So yes, that's a fun yes, little Easter egg. Um, Ian, for no one but our friends, for no one but basically us. Yes. Uh, when you saw the title of this episode, did you expect what was coming? Um, no, because I don't think I knew what to expect mm-hmm. because I just knew that it's Glee. So just. Don't have expectations. Fair enough. Um, the the recap has basically two points of it. Um, mm-hmm. One, it mentions Will and Emma. Gross. And then it also brings yeah. up Tina and Artie. And so I was like, oh, okay, interesting. Like, I don't remember this episode being a Tina-Artie episode. And spoiler alert, it won't become one until 15 minutes before the episode ends, but whatever. Oh, yeah, right. Um, but I was like, okay, I'm, I'm on board. I don't want to deal with Will and Emma, but... That's life. Buckle up. And then we go to the chorus room where Will is insisting that the theme of this week is easy listening and the music of Christopher Cross. Didn't he discover America? <laughs> that was a good joke. Um, that was a great joke, yeah. That was a yeah. great joke. Have you, do you know who Christopher Cross is? Um, only vaguely. I've, I know I've heard the name. I probably have heard the music around. I just don't know it. Um, I got him confused with Criss Cross which is not an easy listening artist. I'm definitely confusing the two then as well. Criss Cross did, um, yeah. There are, there are small, there are two small children who wore all their clothes backwards, I think. Um, all right. That might be Criss Cross. Uh, Christopher Cross is an easy listening music. I listened to the song that Mr. Schuster keeps bringing up called Sailing, and it sucks, so. 
But all of apparently all of five people in some sort of like was it a forum or a Facebook? A group? Facebook group because this is 2010. Right. A Facebook petition. Um, but- like remember how people would have those things that that's like like this page to bring back like McDonald's whatever or things like that right. on Facebook. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah. So all of five people want Glee to perform a Britney number, as Kurt says. Um, so, but and everyone's in agreement, but except for one, Britney, the cheerleader. Yes. So first of all, when Kurt says, "Mr. Shu, can I speak for all of us?" There's this weird moment. This is like another me being mad at like Glee's camera angles, basically. But Kurt starts speaking this dramatic monologue about Britney Spears, and as he says, "May I speak for all of us?" It does this weird, very deliberate pan to Artie's face, and then pans away. And I don't know mm. what it means, and my note here is just, Glee, camera shots mean something. I, can, I don't know if you know this. Like, like <laughs> when you pan to someone meaningfully, we're supposed to think something, and you never deliver with any of that. It's almost like Glee is like, fuck, we need to show everyone in the cast so people remember they're here. Show Artie right now. <laughs> Yeah, I think you just I think you just uh, sussed that out for all of us. I know, but that's not how filming works. That I know, uh, you know that, and I know that. Disgusting. And I would say hindsight's twenty twenty, but we just saw another article where they might be bringing Glee back. So everybody, pray to your respective gods. Yeah, buckle up. So yeah, Brittany yeah. Susan Pierce, the cheerleader. Um, yes, this is that infamous moment where we learned Brittany S. Pierce's full name. Brittany Spears. Yep. Um, and she's lived in Britney Spears' shadow for her whole life. Everyone looks at her absolutely dumbfounded when she is explaining this, which I think is a good... There's some solid reaction shots. Yep. Um, and she doesn't want to do Britney. And also, Mr. Shu really doesn't want to do Britney. Um, right. And I was reading something that said that Matthew Morrison did not want to do Britney. So they were like... So Ryan Murphy was like, okay, fine. We'll write it into your character. You don't want to do Britney. This is but also, a character choice. But also we are doing a full Britney episode. So sorry, right. Matthew Morrison. They do have some really good, like, um, po- mo- at the time, like, current day uh, references. Because someone's like, she wants to escape the torment of Britney Spears. And then resp- uh, someone responds, leave Britney alone. Oh, of my course, God. In reference to Britney the cheerleader. Yeah, but... but- Actually, referencing to... the Chris Crocker video. Yeah, I one of the first virals. Yes, um, Chris Crocker, I believe, now is known as Kara Cunningham. Fun fact. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah, um, that Good for Kara. Yes, uh, leave Britney alone was two thousand seven. Holy um, shit! Yeah, so this joke was basically <sighs> already dated when they made it in two thousand ten, and it's yeah. very dated now. I read. Someone was like, we don't need to put memes in our Glee, but we did. There's two memes mm. in this episode of Glee. Yep. I also, like, okay, well, I was also struck while, like, watching, like, the fact that we're doing this episode now ended up being really timely. So we're, mm-hmm. if for, like, posterity's sake, we're discussing this in September of 2021, and in, like, the past couple weeks, Britney Spears' conserv- conservatorship? Uh-oh. Yeah. I should have looked it. up how to pronounce that, that word. Um, has recently just been lifted. There was, like, a weird... I haven't delved into it, but, like, I saw that someone maybe... She's engaged now? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're having that. a full moment in pop culture with Britney Spears right now. Um, the Free Britney movement about, like, discussing how we talk about, like, mental illness with celebrities and how she's basically been, like, trapped by her family for years decade maybe 
And so it's in about, 2010, yeah. we were not thinking about Britney in that way. And in fact, I tried to like place where we were. Her album Circus would have come out in 2008. So we're like two years after a pretty big high, I think. So right. everyone was pretty pro-Britney at this point, but we're not talking about all the like shit she has gone through. I think she's fully in her like post-breakdown re- like comeback right. stage. Definitely, but you're still either very, at this time, you're still either very pro Britney mm-hmm. or you're very like, this crazy bitch. Yeah, yeah. You're either like one of her supporters who's like, she's coming back, she's met like, she's still an icon, or you're like, I can't believe we're still trying to give Britney Spears a chance. Look at what a crazy bitch she was. Right. But they do end that scene with probably the best way so far, which is just a hard cut after, let's talk, let's talk about Michael Bolton. Oh my god, I laughed so, so hard at that. funny to me. <laughs> me too. Like, Michael Bolton is just funny as a punchline story. Yes. With apologies to Michael Bolton. And Will being, like, this is a good episode making fun of Will. I always love when we're making fun of Will. His insistence yes. that anything Michael Bolton sings would be appropriate for a high school gooey club is right. hilariously out of touch. And we love that. It's it's so out of touch, but it's almost, like, like counterproductively out of touch because Will is mm-hmm. somehow both the most in-touch teacher at the school and the most out-of-touch teacher at the school. Yes. Because he is the one rapping Kanye or whatever, but then he's also like, no one wants to do Britney Spears. Right. Britney Spears is a bad influence. O- okay. <laughs> like, And just meanwhile, you if wait. we're talking 2010, Kanye has already had his uh, Taylor Swift moment, so... Yeah, so... Who's make the it make sense, shoe. That's the thing. Well, that's like Glee's writing as slappy as characters can change on a dime week to week, and we all know this. But right. yeah, this is a week where Will Schuster is like, no, Britney. It almost feels like Will has been personally victimized by Britney in a way that I almost <laughs> expected there to be like a weird reveal mid-episode where something traumatic happened to Will Schuster, like right. listening to Britney Spears. Um, but it never came. But I like to imagine one. Like maybe he got dumped listening to um, Baby Dude, One lucky. More Time. Oh my God. I Oh my God. A whole scene of like... <laughs> Will trying to become a star, and it's just like Lucky's playing in the background. But because they were able to get Britney Spears for this episode, she's actually singing it like in a small cabaret bar or something. Oh my god, I would be obsessed. Oh my god, why didn't we get that? Why didn't we get that? Probably because they were like, we can afford Britney Spears to be on set for a full hour and a half, and <laughs> right, <laughs> we can't get a Cheerios costume. We got three takes at most. Yeah. Um. um but speaking of Will, we are back in Emma's office. It is her first time being seen in season two. Yeah. Where she's essentially talking to him about, you're too uptight, Will, you gotta relax. Yeah, which, like, so the whole, like, arc here is that Emma has found a new boyfriend who's teaching her to yes. be more chill. Um, and he Will is, like, ironic coming from you. And she's like, calm down, it's just Britney Spears. And he's like, no. And then John Stamos <laughs> walks in. <laughs> yeah. But before we get to the John Stamos of it all, did you do a pamphlet haul? Because I, I have a pamphlet haul. I expected that you would write them down, so I uh, glanced at them and waited for your posterity. Okay, wonderful. Um, so pamphlet haul. Insert pamphlet haul music here. <laughs> <laughs> Number one. Wow, there's hair down there. Classic. Obviously. Two. I still breastfeed, but how old is too old? Yep. And three, 
Proper wiping, easy as one, two, three. Those are all, honestly, I think very useful pamphlets. Great. Um, I don't know, obviously there's some discussion about whether or not the breastfeeding one needs to be in high school, but you know, yikes. Right. Uh, there are probably yeah. definitely some high schoolers, though, who could use a wiping technique sort of tutorial, so. I believe that. Uh, 10 um, out of 10 for Pamphlet Watch. Um, and M, of course, is the voice of reason, A, in general, and B, even around Britney Spears in 2010, talking about how Britney Spears is empowering. She's a single mother raising two kids. She's the perfect symbol of rebirth. Yeah! You can tell which side of the argument Ryan Murphy was on, and I hate to say it, but Ryan Murphy was right. Yeah, I mean, 2010 Britney, like I said, I'm pretty sure was on an upswing, so... Right. I, I get it. Uh, John Stamos enters as Carl, and Carl is encouraging Emma to loosen up. She's now mixing her grapes. That's cool. Yeah, great. Good for her. Yeah. Carl is and a you dentist. Know what? Um, Carl is a dentist. Carl is played by John Stamos. He's here now. What do you think about the fact that John Stamos is on Glee? You know what I think about John Stamos on Glee? Mm -hmm. I am wondering, what if John Stamos was Will Schuster? I think, I don't know if John Stamos can pull, like, I feel like people have too much respect for John Stamos. But I feel like he would have brought this show another echelon, like, up mm. another echelon. Yeah. In the respect categories, because we already know he's an all-around, like, American treasure heartthrob. Yeah. He's talented as fuck because he's been on Broadway. Yep. And he was Uncle Jesse. Yeah. And all of those moments where we're probably supposed to be attracted to Matthew Morrison would probably hit that Better. much more because John Stamos. Stamos. You want to hear a fun fact? I do. Someone I went to high school with I think is John Stamos's nanny. That's wild. Like, he posted an Instagram story and she was in it and one of my friends from high school, like, screenshotted it and sent it to me like, Hey, look! There she is, and John Stamos. Wow, good is, for her. Yeah, um, I don't like know her. We're not friends, but I I know of her, and I was like, oh, that's that's a fun little fact. Yeah. yeah. So I guess I almost wonder if John Stamos is like too charismatic to play Will Schuster. Would that make Will Schuster like fully likable in a way that wouldn't work in some ways? I don't know. I don't know. I guess it would probably work. I don't. What what was he in on Broadway? He he's been in a couple things. He was in uh, Nine. That production mm -hmm. that Antonio Banderas originated, um, and I think he replaced Antonio Banderas. And I think he was in the revival of Bye Bye Birdie around this time, around like twenty ten ish, maybe yeah. a little earlier. Yeah, that makes sense why um, he'd be doing Glee for this time, though. You can tell how they got right. some people. Um, if we if we can get um, Ali Trim, who was in that production, we can uh, get a little bit more about John Stamos. John Stamos background on the show. On My the show, only yeah. note during this scene where like Will and like Carl are sizing each other up is just imagine getting into a dick swinging contest with Will Stamos and your Matthew Morrison. Oh my god. Like they're like oh fluffing yeah. up. They're like totally like Will is being They're totally yeah. Awful like like her. I can be I can be cool and relaxed and I'm better than yeah, John man. Stamos. Oh, Honestly, you then... had to get John Stamos for this because it had to be obvious that Carl is a better pick because it's John Stamos. Yeah, you're right. You're right. But then Will invites Carl to talk Glee Club. Oh, to talk to the Glee Club. Yes. Fine. For a fun because... little tooth subplot. Let's talk about yeah. teeth. Then we're in the hallway. Uh, Finn gets his jacket torn in front of him by the 40-year-old jocks. Um, yeah. Terrible. 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 Qua jacket quality if it rips that easily. <laughs> Absolutely. Especially for a school that spends all its money on sports. 
as all of them do. My only note also here is there's a lot of, like, face acting in this scene. Everyone's giving a lot of looks. Like, yes. Corey Monteith is acting with his whole face. Coach Beast shows up and acts with her whole face. Everyone is acting with their faces today. Yes. Um, they all, I guess, understood the assignment, or they at least all got the same assignment. They all were on, they were all on the assignment. Right. Um, but then Artie comes in, and, like, that's kind of where one of these... Uh, oversized jocks, like, that's where his moral code kicks in, is that he can't, like, hurt a guy in a wheelchair or whatever, or... Okay. Fine. Um, we got Santana coming on to John Stamos. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. I was fully expecting there, and I don't remember why I wrote this note. Probably, maybe Will comes up to John Stamos in the hallway again, but I'm like, oh no, there's gonna be a sing-off, huh? <laughs> oh. There was not. There was not, but... well, not quite a sing-off. Um... I thought there was going to be a plot where Will tries to use Artie as, like, a bodyguard. Like, he takes starts taking Artie with him everywhere so he won't get punched in the face. Um, that didn't happen, but... Oh, you mean Finn? Yeah, Finn, sorry. Okay. I thought Finn was gonna start wheeling Artie around so he wouldn't get bullied because you can't hit mm. a kid in a wheelchair. That didn't happen. Right. Um, yeah, there's so much talk about teeth, and it does, like yeah... Teeth. Will and John Stamos spend a lot of time looking like they're about to get in a sing-off. You're absolutely yes. right. Yes. But instead, they he just gets all the kids to chew these capsules to get bacteria out of their teeth because this is a plot line we need. Yeah, um, so I, been, I went back and thought about this after because he has them be like, chew these tablets and we'll see if you how clean your teeth are. They like make cavities or like um, plaque show up. And yep. everyone has perfect teeth except for... Brittany, which makes sense because she says she doesn't brush her teeth, she washes her mouth out with soda because she thought Dr. Pepper was a dentist. Right. Um, Artie, whose excuse is he can't see the mirror, um, so he that's why he should be better. He's right. better brushing his teeth. And then Rachel, who they say is probably just genetic because she's... Mm. And so right, 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 right. I realized backwards, I'm like, okay, so these are the three people that they need to get to the dentist office because... Oh, yeah, you're right. The whole, did not click with that. I, I didn't either, because I was talking to Rascal about this episode after, and she was like, why did they have these particular people sing? And I was like, well, they clocked them from the beginning of, like, these who are who we want to be able to sing Britney songs in this weird okay. world we have made Sure. Up. Totally. But then Britney goes to the dentist, uh, has the worst teeth that John Stamos has ever seen, and then puts her under. Um, there's an odd roofie joke. Oh my but, god, uh, I was glad you brought it up. Um, yeah, he's like, okay, you have 62 cavities, we're gonna put you under, and this is a mild Anastasia. And she goes, like, roofies? And he goes, yeah, totally. Yes, exactly, And yeah. I'm like, ooh, gross, gross on a lot of levels. Because that, gross of course, of implies levels. that Brittany has been roofied before, and also sort of implies that John Stamos has roofied someone. I was gonna say, it doesn't feel like the right answer. No. And he drops a Pandora mention. I don't know if they oh, got paid. Yeah. He said, I'm going to put on Pandora, and it starts playing Britney Spears, even as Britney tries to weakly protest. And then we go into what I would say is the episode highlight. I agree. Like, this number is phenomenal. And of course it is because Heather Morris is a phenomenal dancer. Mm -hmm, um, mm -hmm. That's not new. But like, This is why this episode was made. This episode right. was made for this scene. Heather Morris eats this shit up. Facts. It is... Her cover of I'm a Slave for You, she looks amazing. She, like, they have her in three different Britney looks. The snake look, 
the red jumpsuit and the like see-through like toxic bedazzled bodysuit and she looks phenomenal and And she kind of looks a little bit like britney spears yes she they have styled her in a way and her hair and the whole look it is on point the only thing i didn't understand was why were there children in the middle of this oh my god same i was like (laughs) i was like do i not know enough about britney spears to know if this is a reference is it because like are we supposed to be talking about britney s pierce's childlike mind and how sometimes she like would put herself is it supposed to be a weird reference that i don't get i was very confused because part of it is her so it like the, the, the snake one she's just dancing with regular backup dancers i think yeah in the toxic outfit she's like seducing john stamos which is its own of kind course. of weird but fine of course and then it's the red leather jumpsuit where she's dancing in a classroom with with children children which and not I'm even like, in the one more time video no, I'm just like, hello, but it was fine. Um, yeah. I don't love the song I'm a Slave for You as, like, a listening song. But I agree with you. visually, this was amazing to watch. Production-wise, yeah, absolutely. This um, is why they did this episode, and it shows. Yes. And then she wakes up and goes, are you a cat? <laughs> yeah, this was definitely, 2010 was peak, like, on, like, on anesthesia humor. Yeah. Um, which we will see later on in this episode with our yep. second meme of the episode. But I was like, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. This is fair. Uh, then we have the hallway with Rachel and Finn. Um, I don't care about this. I Oh my god. Every time they had a moment in the hallway, I just wrote, I don't care. And then I tuned back in because every time they're in the hallway together, Rachel is a fucking sociopath. Yeah, so she says the line, like, the whole thing is Will's off... Ugh, god. Finn is off football... And Rachel starts talking about, like, oh, well, you know, I actually feel better now that you're not on the football team because I don't think you're going to run away with a cheerleader. And he's like, oh, that's okay. Yikes. I really miss football. I liked playing it a lot. And she says, I wrote it down verbatim, mm-hmm. I just want to be the only thing that makes you feel good. Yep. Um, which is her trying to make him feel better, and it's just a truckload of red flags, basically. Yup. Yup. I'm trying to, like, remember how Rascal would put this, because she put this all so eloquently last time. Like, this would work if, like, it were about Rachel's insecurities. Yeah. Like, they basically are saying, like, Rachel is insecure, but not doing, like, the work to put in that, like, she's legitimately, like, insecure about herself and her relationship. So it doesn't pay off. It is just simply, like, oh, she's, this girl's a sociopath. Um, so I actually was reading, as I often do, I go back and read, like, only one review, um, from the AV Club at the time, but they- Amazing. Uh, the author of this wrote a line that I think, like, broke it down really well, which is, uh, the whole thing about, the whole Rachel Finn plotline seems to make Rachel more unlikable while thinking that we'll find everything she does perfectly normal, in contrast to last week, where the show knew that she was being ridiculous and was willing to point it out. Like, Rachel's behavior last week, it, we're all supposed to be like, oh, of course she's being terrible. We, mm-hmm. we, but this week, they don't double down on that to be like, she's still being terrible. They're being like, this is a normal thing for a high school girl to do in a relationship. And it makes her look even more, like, awful. Yeah. And then we have some wonderful drive-by insults by Santana and Brittany. And, um, yep. It's great. I can tell um, you what one of them is, I believe. No, they don't were have they? That I don't have that written oh, down. Okay. There was one where they just 
describe someone as a perverted fantasy of a Japanese businessman with a very dark and specific fetish. What? I don't quite remember the context of that one, but it's in there. It's in there. Um, and I think Brittany just, like, in her drive-by just goes, I'm more talented than you. Yes. Because after waking up from her Britney Spears Anastasia super, Britney S. Pierce is like, I demand, I'm, I've learned through Britney Spears that I'm actually better than all of you and I will be taking all the solos. Yes, 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 So yes. she has a full moment of self-actualization. Which, good for Britney. And then do we cut right away to the dentist's office? Because I know... Yeah. Yeah, so they put, Santana put, gets, wants to be put under, John Stamos doesn't want to do it, but ends up conceding. Um, yeah, there's a mention that Santana says that her dad is a doctor, um, yes. which is something we should like put a pin in because I feel like this is one of those things that might be lost to canon over time. Mm. Um, okay, this might be a one and done mention that they she mentions her dad's a doctor, which is why she has excellent health insurance. So you should mm-hmm. I, you can do whatever you want to me and it will get paid. So right, an interesting mention, but they yeah. plug in simultaneously to their anesthesia to have. A fun uh, duet Britney fantasy. Which, was this the duet she did with Madonna? Yeah, Me Against okay. the Music with Madonna. Um, Not a song I was super familiar with. Right. This it one didn't. It's a song that doesn't slap as, as, as much as I wanted it to. Exactly. It's got a great energy, but um, I don't know. It just like. The set is like an abandoned house, and yes. the looks aren't as fun, like for. Heather Moore, she's got, like, just a collar and a tie and, like, a vest and no sleeves. And then Santana's in, like, a Madonna, like, power suit look. Right. It just didn't have the same impact that I'm a Slave for You did. And then, was the, they were, like, just fully recreating the music video here again, right? I think so. That's I think what I so. got from this. And um, Finn is there out of nowhere. Finn is, like, out of all the people in the club, like, Finn was just Finn shows up. One? Just, like... I thought... For, like literally blink and you'll miss it but like this and in another one he's there That's for like a so split weird. second like well, they're I know not he using... shows up he shows up later with the one with rachel yes spoiler alert for in a couple minutes when rachel goes under it which makes sense because she's having her own insecurity fantasies i didn't clock that finn was in this one yeah um but so was britney spears proper yeah there she was um does she sound natural reading those lines no. Who's to say? <laughs> I don't think she sounds like she like they're holding a big poster board behind the actor's head and she is reading them as is. Is she acting? No. Also, she looks good. She looks good. Also, I just remembered this is also around the time in her like 2010 upswing where she was also guest starring on How I Met Your Mother. Oh yeah. Oh my yeah. god, I forgot about that. Yeah. So Britney Spears has a TikTok, and there's right. one that's like permanently burned in my brain that it's like a full minute. And the caption's like, love these flowers I got from my florist. And it's just her holding a bouquet of flowers, and she holds them up, and then she just continually, like, spins around and then poses with them, and then spins around again and poses with them. And it goes on for a full minute, and she, like, it's the weirdest piece of media I have ever seen. I think I sent it to someone, I was like, can you please explain what's happened? Is this a cry for help? Is this a coded message? I don't understand. Please tell me what Britney Spears is doing. And for me, her performance in this episode had sort of the same energy we free just britney like, podcast get at us honestly, help us figure it out let us solve the mystery of britney spears's guest appearance on glee and right was she happy to be there but yeah so then we're back in glee club class which is like now it's more of a class than anything because he's like doing fully music history um yeah still talking about christopher cross why 
Come but on. yeah, um, Britney's, uh, Britney's still demanding to be, uh, to get all yes. the solos. She has a very good line read of the line we all knew it was coming, which is, she does give a, it's Britney, bitch, but her tone is more like, it's Britney, bitch. Yes. <laughs> like, it's a little weirdly, yes. like, monotone and solemn in a way that made me laugh pretty hard. Yes, it was perfect. And then I guess it was Kurt that's like, Britney Spears is pop culture. Stop being so freaking yes. uptight all the time. And I, this is also where I wrote, since when? I thought she was the cool teacher. Yeah, no, now he's too uptight because he won't love Britney Spears. This is where I was I was questioning. I'm like, why is Will so dug in on being anti-Britney? And are we going to get, like, a weird backstory? Because Kurt yells to him that he's so uptight. Obviously, this, like, triggers him because that's what Emma said. He's still in love with Emma. Whatever. But yeah. he, like, sends Kurt to the principal's office to get yelled at, for presumably for yelling at Mr. Shu. But I was like, this feels like we need a moment explaining why Will hates Britney Spears so much. And we do not get that. We do Instead, not. Instead, we go back to the dentist. And my first note is, why is everyone here? But yep. he, but then, um, John, I guess it was John Stamos that's like, let's talk it out, bro to bro. And this is where I was like, my, Ryan Murphy has never met a bro. No, um, Brian Murphy has no male friends. Um, they try... This is the closest to a sing-off that we get because they're, like, harmonizing with John Stamos's fingers fully in Will's oh mouth. Oh my god, you're right. I forgot about that. And my note for that is, huh, weird. <laughs> <laughs> and then yep. it's more like dick swinging. And yes. then it's, like, John Stamos being like, look, bro, um... You gotta back off. She yeah. chose, like... Your, your classic, like, she chose me kind of things. And Will is like, okay, I'll back off. But if she, the moment she wants me back, I'm taking her. And you're like, okay, well, she's a person. That's, uh, and Yeah, that's not um, how this works, homie. Women can choose who they want to date. It's not really up to either of you. Uh, fuck you both. Exactly. You know what John Stamos tells Will? What does she tell him? He's too uptight. You don't say. And that's when I went... Oh, there's the through line. (laughs) See, if this were season one, the episode title would be something along the lines of Loosen Up. And it would be a whole plot line about how, like, we've gotten too, like, we've gotten too soldier-like. We have to loosen up. And it would be Will telling everyone to loosen up, even though, like, plot twist, he's the most uptight one somehow. (sighs) It seems like that was maybe what the episode was supposed to be, but then they were like, fuck, we can get Britney Spears. Change it, change it. Change it, change it. Let's, Let's tell Will to loosen up by eating some candy and he goes out into the hallway and he sees leah michelle and she's like i've been calming myself down reading this britney spears autobiography and that's when i was like they put a lot more britney in this episode than they put madonna in the madonna episode i feel like yes like they did now that it's a now that it's an event that might happen again i'm like oh we should be prepared for them to really double down on things yeah yeah so but now so... Leah Michelle is at the dentist. <laughs> <laughs> and so she gets put under, and then we have baby one more time. Thoughts. Give me your initial thoughts. Okay. So I'll just I'll just read you mm-hmm. the few things. Um, why is this so much higher? They definitely like yeah. position this song like a fourth higher or whatever. It doesn't add anything to the song. Yeah. I think it should have been Quinn. I think Quinn should have sung Baby One More Time. This is the perfect song for Diana Agron. Yeah. Um, Yes. Oh my god. Yeah. Right? I'm a little upset now. Right. Where did all the dancers come from? And Finn's here. Yes. Okay. So your notes are a lot similar to mine. Did we ever really need to see Leah Michelle in the baby one more time look? No. No. 
And I feel like this is Ryan Murphy being like, we're doing a fan service. We'll put Leah Michelle in a sexy Britney Spears outfit. But I'm yes. like, no. No. That's okay. Yeah. Like, She's she doesn't enough. really look the part. She doesn't sound... That was my question is, does she sound good? Because I can't really tell. And if I can't tell, I guess that typically means she doesn't... She doesn't sound bad, but I don't think this song... She doesn't sound normal singing this song. It's not, it's not the right song for her. No. It's not... Leah Michelle does not sound like Britney Spears. It, and of course, I'm like in the middle of like listening to my own album like over and over again. So I have a lot of like personal music on the brain. But like, it would be one thing if Leah Michelle had written that song for herself because then it would be her song. But no, like when you take someone else's song and you have to change that much of it uh, to fit she, you, it can it can go one of two ways. She sounds like a theater kid who chose this song for. Like her sixteen bars for an audition. Yup. And you're like, oh, okay, you've made a choice. Yes. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you so much for coming in today, Leah. Um, I also was like, who are these background dancers? I was surprised that they just had random people, and there wasn't like at least a Mike, Britney, Santana like in there. Tina. Except yeah. Finn gets to be here. I know why Finn's here because it's her having her like Fantasy. anxiety. But I was like, I want to see Mike Chain like tear this up. Like, of course. please. Yeah. Uh, I will say, though, one of the background dancers, she was the one mostly wearing green, had mm -hmm. the most killer abs I have ever seen. They Ooh. were just, like, they were phenomenal. She looked great. <laughs> and it was very distracting next to Leah Michelle, who's, like, not out of shape, but I'm like... But doesn't have those like, abs. You're looking, like, on either side of her, like, dancer ripped, dancer ripped. Ah, Leah, Leah Michelle. Michelle, who knows how to move. Um, yeah. Oh it was yeah, fine. I'm just because I just remembered now. Like they almost did a shot for shot remake in that. Like yeah. they have her out in the schoolyard in like different costumes yep. and all this stuff. Yeah, right. So I'm like, this would have been cooler. I would rather watch Britney Spears do this music video. Oh, yeah, there's the dryer. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't. I didn't need to have it be Leah Michelle. Right. Um, and then Is she that... wakes up from anesthesia and has her. Is this real life? Referencing everyone's classic favorite meme. David after dentist. Yeah. Then we're back in the hallway, and I don't care about Rachel Berry cosplaying as Britney Spears. Yeah, Rachel shows up to school in the Hit Me Baby One More Time look, um, which dress codes are bullshit, but there's no way she would have been allowed to wear that to school. Yes, exactly. <sighs> Ugh, and then, like, Finn is like, oh, you gotta cover up, you're my girlfriend, and she's like, why? No, I'm, I should be allowed to dress how I want, which is, like, true, but then- true. It's it's all it's all like her dressing for revenge, I guess. And then we get uh, everyone's least favorite character, Jacob Ben Israel, being a creep. Yeah, his first line is coming up to Finn and saying, "What do you want for her?" Nope. Blech. Nope. And he ends that gross. interaction with the line, "Wanky wanky." Double gross. So we started oh, bad God. and ended worse. Yeah, we just we just slid downhill. And I thought that was as bad as it was going to get. No, nope, buckle up. Just you wait. But first we have to talk about the fact that Will has got a new car. Yeah, Carl was like, I was, I, was too, I was uptight, and then I randomly bought a very expensive car, and now I can take Emma on sweet joy rides with the top down. And, and now then, Will's so Will buys a Corvette. And Will buys a Corvette. And Emma's uncomfortable, and I don't blame her. So exact same brain because my like being like emma's look of horror having sitting in this yellow corvette 
with Will singing Sailing by Christopher Cross and somehow gyrating while sitting down. And she yep. looks so uncomfortable. And I'm like, girl, sing. It's all of us. We are all it's, Emma in that we moment. We are all Emma. Um, and, but not for long because then Terry just shows up. Terry's here? Terry's She's here. Like a real housewife bitch. She's got like a faux fur and big sunglasses. Her hair is blown out to like to the gods. Yep. And she's literally just here to blow up Will's spot. Yep. Um, to tell Will to return the fucking car. Um, mm-hmm. And that someday he'll find his way back to her. Yeah. Like, Which is. He gets out and back. like he gets out of the car and yells at her like that they're divorced. And Emma sits and is sitting in the car like. <laughs> and like leaves and then don't yeah yeah terry is like keep the car because one day you'll be coming back to me but no more expensive purchases okay and i i was like this is the weirdest like way to get jesselyn um gillig here yeah i haven't seen her in a very long time but here she is for 15 seconds just to be that bitch and i'm honestly great use of her i will say Part, one of the funniest parts of this episode for me was right after that when, out of frustration, Will just kicked the air and spun around as if it was choreographed. Yes. That was so Will's fucking always funny on. to me. Never stop dancing. Never stop dancing. Yeah, Leah, then <sighs> Lee rehearsal. Leah Michelle feels empowered by Britney Spears to empower herself. Right. Fine. And then we get to a terrible, terrible, terrible. The episode low, I would say. Yeah, I which... think we're here. Will, like, Sue comes up to confront Will to say that she was in the library late at night trying to book some off-brand airline tickets for her JV team. And, and discovered... Jacob Ben Israel wanking it to Rachel as Brittany. Yeah, and I, we should also say that uh, the, the, the directorial decision chosen here was that she he is caught fully... Fully in the nude. Fully naked. So in the library. Jacob in Israel said, I am going to jerk it to my own footage, because you can kind of hear from the audio that it's him, like, recording for his blog yep. about of her transformation. So he's fully naked in the school library after hours, jerking it to his own news footage. Um, and boy, I hated it. Yep. Hate it. I thought, um, I thought the previous Jacob in Israel interaction was as bad as it was going to get. And they made it worse. And they made it worse. Yeah, so... I don't even remember what the context of the rest of my notes were, because I'm just, like, flashing back to, like, Jacob Ben Israel's body sweat being, like, imprinted on the seat. Also, there was a, like, really, like, gross bit of, like, the exact kind of things why schools have dress codes, because, again, dress codes are bullshit. Right. But Jacob Ben Israel literally says out loud, like... Well, Rachel was dressed as Britney Spears. What did you want me to do? Like, I no. had to jerk it in my school library because it's her fault because no. she was dressed so provocatively. Fuck off. And And I. so Sue then tells Will, because of this infraction, they better not be considered doing Britney Spears for, for this. Like, they be, the Glee Club better not be thinking about performing Britney Spears because she's a genius, but she's too provocative for high school, right. which I thought was a weird take for Sue to have. Right. And now Will is starting, fears are turning in his head because if Sue thinks it's a bad idea and everyone keeps calling him uptight. He must be doing, yeah, he better do Britney Spears. Yeah, then we get, uh, then we get another fantasy 
cutaway where Britney Spears proper is there recommending ranch on pizza, which is wonderful to me. That is yes, the, hell yeah. Like <laughs> that I think is arguably some of the best use of Britney Spears that you can have. Yep. Um, but we discovered that that is Artie's fantasy, uh, like his dentist fantasy. Yes. During which he does a pro- a production, a rendition of Britney Spears's "Stronger." All right, I think this is the best cover in the whole episode. You're kidding me. Oh uh, no, Kevin McHale sounds amazing singing he this does. song. He does. Is it like weirdly placed? Yeah. Is like, it's interesting that they were like, "There's only going to be one man covering a Britney Spears song." Is that weird? Also, yes. But I think. Here's the thing. In real life, Kevin McHale is a gay man. Is he? And I think, yes. Oh, I didn't um, know that. And I think it shows in this number in as much, not that he's like acting particularly gay, mm-hmm. but I feel like this is a song that Kevin McHale is like, I know how to sing this and I can sing it because I have sung this many a times before. Um, okay. As, as a queer man. And I think... It shows, and it like his performance is good. The like plot about it, whatever. I agree with you. Yeah, he does a bang up job with it. I think just um, none of the boys looked good do, like doing the choreography, oh, no. and I think that took me out of it. With the exception of like, I do appreciate that the choreography was football based. I thought that was yeah. smart, but I, I didn't. I uh, not a. Not for me, dog. Here's here's the thing. I think, and we'll kind of talk about this at the end of the episode, but, like, I think Slave for You is the best to watch and Stronger is the best to listen to. Okay. Sure. I didn't, I couldn't tell you much about the choreography. Yeah, I think, I know they had, like, this weirdly comically large uh, football wheelchair for Right. With the tires are, like, this wide, and you're like, oh, okay. Um, Fine. But they were able to convince Beast to let them back on the, or let him back on the team and put Artie on the team. Yes, um, Artie makes a comment about how he needs to go on the football team because Mike and Tina's Asian fusion is growing stronger every day. Yeah. So this was the Artie Tina subplot that I had been missing for the first well over half. Oh um, yeah. And so it all happens very quickly that like Beast has a change of heart, presumably because she witnessed with her face acting. The bullying happening in the hallway. Right. Ages ago. But she didn't... Like, this is supposed to be like, oh, Beast is, is a, is a, has a heart and right. doesn't like bullying. But she does not appear to kick the bullies off the football team. That's so, a good point. And she she was there in that first scene in the hallway, right? Yeah. Okay, She's I forgot about that. She's watching with You're her right, face right. acting yes. and is like, oh, no, I hate bullies. And Artie and Finn look like they have a heart. But she's like... No, but they it's... gotta stay on the team, I guess. That's a good point. And then we cut to the Glee Club reacting to this news that Artie's on the football team. I think Quinn says, I was pretty sure Artie's legs don't work. Which is a... <laughs> yeah, you think, Quinn? <laughs> Brittany is, oh, you had a leg transplant? Okay. And Artie's like, no, I'm just gonna be on my wheelchair. There's not a rule about pushing a wheelchair like a battering ram. Which... Are you sure? Are we sure about that? I don't think either of us are the right people to... Oh, certainly not. But I was like, this this might be one of those things that maybe they didn't put a rule in because they didn't think it would happen, but... Right, but here we are. 
but yeah, so then she was like, hey, I'm not going to stand your way anymore. I'm going to perform with you. And every single person in the Glee Club has the correct response to hearing that your middle-aged male teacher is going to perform a Britney Spears number with you hey, at a school Will assembly. Schuster is 30. Canonically. Right. Yeah. I, I stand by my statement. <laughs> Everyone looks slightly horrified, which is also what I looked like. Yep. Especially when you get to the actual uh, oh, God, number. Oh, God, which- which we'll get to that. We're, we're about to. As soon as we talk about Leah Michelle showing up in the boys' locker room, uninvited, unannounced. She's all like, oh, I look, I changed back to my frumpy clothing because I want to make you feel secure in a relationship. And he's like, that's cool. And then she kind of like pauses and is like, so, so you're going to leave football so I feel secure. And he's like, no, I don't want to do that. And somehow... We have ended up back at Glee versus football again. We're back where at he's like, square you one. You can't make me choose between our relationship and football. And she's like, well, I am. But I am. And then Everyone I was like, can just fuck, fuck off. This plot. Rachel continues to suck ass. Yep. <sighs> and like, that's the end of that. And... We're, in the pr- we're, we're in the assembly and Will like sneaks up to Emma and is like, I can get you in backstage. And she... And I went, oh, gross. Yeah. Out loud to myself. So. Yep. Yep. He, I just wrote, he gets weird on Emma. Um, he gets very weird on Emma. But then we have Becky riding out the Glee Club kids. Um, always happy to see Becky. Yeah, um, and that's how I learned to pronounce the word frittage. Ooh. But then, like, she said, like, you got a coach and did, like, the finger guns thing. And I was like, yes. I love that. That was wonderful. We love Becky Jackson. She says they're all, now Sue is on high alert for teenage yes. hormones. Um. And then we have this number that is toxic, but it's also fossy, but it's also rocking. How did you feel about this cover? Um, we needed, we needed Shu not to be there, and we needed Correct. more Santana. This could have yes. been a Santana-led thing. With, like, with the, with the arrangement and the choreography, I would have been super here for it. Um, it's just that it was all undercut by Will Schuster being Will Schuster. Yeah, he steps out on stage and with presumably stage lights, and it turns out his shirt is fully see-through, so it he is. looks worse. So you can just see him in his white tank top, which makes right. it look like he's wearing like a mesh over shirt, which is the most unappealing thing I have ever seen. Yes. Um, I did kind of like that this was almost felt like a visual callback to, or like a situational callback to season two of episode episode two of season one mm-hmm. with the push it number yeah like glee Cud comes out and does a weirdly provocative number in front of the whole school um i thought the move where kurt suddenly has two hats and he's putting them over mercedes boobs and that lifting was them really up, funny i was like this is hilarious where did yeah. he get the second hat from um <laughs> why does he there's have a two little hats? bit of there's a little bit of mike chang doing his dance everything would have been great without will exactly and i think that's supposed to be the point that like will's presence makes it extra uncomfortable and it's like in any normal situation tv universe or otherwise it would have been a big old problem that will was a performing with his students and be performing that number with that choreography with his students yeah there was a moment i have such a visit like memory of my freshman year of college where i couldn't sleep because I had the line specifically of Will going, Too high, can't come down. 
like it was Will Schuster in my head singing that part, but I also couldn't place it because it was like 1.30 in the morning and I was tired. So I'm just laying in my like college dorm bed and it's going in a loop in my head for so long that I had to get up. I had to climb down out of my lofted bed. Yep. So I was like in the ceiling and I had to climb down off my bed, turn my laptop back on oh and God. Google what this line was because I couldn't remember what it was from or why it was stuck in my head. So Will Schuster has haunted me for so long. Decade. And this was before smartphones were like everyone had one. So I couldn't even like just pull it out my phone and Google it. I had to climb off of my three foot long story bed. Yeah. And boot up my laptop so boot I could learn with this information. So, oh my um, god. Terrible. Terrible. Um, and then who, it starts a sex riot. Right. Who was the girl next to Ben Israel? Do we know her? Um, We have seen her before. Okay. I believe she was... We've seen the episode where, where Tina has to change her clothes. She looked familiar. I'm just trying to remember like She was part why. of the old maids club. Right. Um, okay. And she was on like when Principal Figgins thought Tina was a vampire. Okay. And like she was Oh, the Gaga episode, yeah. She wasn't allowed to be goth anymore because vampire she was also one of those girls and like tried right. to bite someone because she was so she's been like a side joke character. She does have a name, okay. she's gonna come up later. Okay. Um fine. But yeah. So it starts a sec riot. Um it sort of weirdly implies that Jacob Ben Israel sort of just comes in his pants yeah. at watching this, and I was like, this is uncomfortable. While, like, dry-humping other people. And then it ends with a little homophobia for a treat. Where <laughs> just a little sprinkling. You thought this episode didn't have enough homophobia, don't worry, we've got you covered. Where Jacob <laughs> Ben Israel tries to, like, kiss someone who has long hair, and it turns out to be a man a dude. who just causes a sex riot. Causes a sex riot. Uh, we know it's a sex riot because... Jane Lynch yells, it's a Britney Spears sex, sex riot, riot, which is a wonderful line. Just A+, plus. that's A-plus writing right there. <laughs> and then, on the heels of that, she approaches Will in the faculty lounge and goes on a truly iconic monologue about the 1968 Democratic Convention, which concludes with people catching a view of Lady Bird Johnson's tramp stamp, which is a joke <laughs> that I found extremely <laughs> funny. Yup. Oh, man. That was definitely one of those lines that, like, made me perk up and be like, excuse me, now what? <laughs> like, so that's good. one of those things, it's so wild, you're like, who wrote that? Because that is some weird shit to have in your brain. Exactly. <laughs> also, he then she then mentioned that she's going to sue Will because of the sex riot injury she yeah. incurred, and that he owns more vests than the cast of Blossom, and I can't imagine that a Blossom joke was landing in 2010. That was definitely one of those ones for, like, oh, if, like, I'm a I'm a young millennial watching this show that I like with my yeah. mom who liked Blossom in the 90s. That's right. for mom. That's a mom joke. Yeah. Congratulations. Or like much older sister or whatever. Yeah. Gen X older sister. Um but then we have Will apologizing to Emma question mark. Um I don't know. I in this scene I was like, "Will, you're just doing too much." Right. You and got Emma's a butt out. Like, and Emma's just like, I just want you to relax. Like, yeah. My note here is Will also sucks ass. Will, yeah, and there's a lot of redemption here for for nothing. Like, that we never needed. We never needed to visit this. We never needed to revisit this. Um, and I and guess Will, Will has learned like, his lesson. Well, Will is like, oh, you, we, 
yeah, Emma's like, I just wanted you to relax, and you didn't have to change who you were, and then he was like, well, I was already too boring for you once, and I was like, Gross. that's not why y'all broke up. You didn't no. break up, because Emma was like, you're no fun to be around. You broke up because of a numerous other problems, including your divorce, and the fact that you made out with Adina Menzel on your couch. Like, that's not where your problems were. Your problems yep. were, were like, oh, Will, you're so boring. It was like, Will, you're not emotionally ready to be in a relationship with me. Which, by all accounts, you still aren't, buddy. Correct. No thanks. Uh, Alright. Well, then we got Quinn walking up to Finn and being like, Hey, you're back on the football team. I'm head cheerleader again. Let's do this again. And Finn actually has like a really sweet little speech that's like, I'll probably always have feelings for you, but I'm with Rachel, and like, you gotta respect that. Yeah. Um... I was, like, in the middle of writing my notes of, like, why would Quinn want to go back? And then I went, oh, this is a test from Rachel. Like, right. I clocked it in the middle of it. Um, right. And Rachel is, like, she's, like, Quinn's, like, I said what you wanted me to say, and he rejected me. So this is apparently enough for Rachel to finally feel secure in their relationship, which means she couldn't feel secure without literally testing him. Rachel sucks. Rachel sucks. And we're supposed to, like, end this episode feeling, like, well, of course Rachel did all that, and now look at her redemption that she's learned so much, but no, she just is shit. She's just shit. Um, and then it turns out Glee Club only did one Britney number. Yeah. Also, I will say, though, Finn, at his locker before Quinn approaches him, has a great line of, you as history, crap, I forgot I was taking that, which is, like, <laughs> a good, like, dumb Finn line that exactly. I always enjoy. Oh my god, yeah. Roy Monteith played it well. He did. But yeah, and so instead of another Britney number... Rachel Berry sings Paramore's only exception because she's sorry. And Yeah. And she's never been this happy and she's insecure, fine. But then we have like people that actively don't like Rachel Berry singing the backups with her. So <laughs> I know Quinn Quinn like earnestly singing like Quinn's singing the backup, but she also looks very bored to be doing right. it. Right. I had that note too. Um and then like and then after that I'm like my note is, did anyone actually grow here, or are we back to square one with everything? Like, we wanted to change things about ourselves, but we're just kind of back to who we always were. Like, Quinn and yep. Finn are back on top, they're just not together. Shu still doesn't have Emma, and he's lonely and sad, which we see in his car. And Rachel's yep. jealous, but just happy to be with Finn, and, like, Sue is still Sue. Like, nothing here... No one has changed. No one has changed. Um, and if that was the point yeah. of your show, then you're not... <laughs> Something else You're doing is doing a bad job. I just like, first of all, imagine walking, being a Glee Club person and being like, I think we should do adult contemporary, a genre that no one likes. Um, and then it's Glee Club rehearsal. And <laughs> imagine you're in a Glee Club and someone just walks into rehearsal and says, I have prepared a song. Like, that's not what a rehearsal is. Right. You can't just walk in and be like, I'm going to perform for you all now at our rehearsal that we need to rehearse. Um, and then Rachel says she's doing a young adult contemporary number. Is that what this is? I don't know what genres are. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, Paramore is definitely rock. I mean, Paranor Paramore is like a pop punk band. Yeah. Less so now. Now they've like transitioned by this point into something else that I used to know, but I don't anymore. But, like, their older stuff from that era is still, like, very popular. It still hits. It's still very good. Yeah. I still really not, like, like it. I'm not the biggest Paramore fan for no real reason. Like, I listen to some of their songs. I like the song, Their Only Exception. See, um, I'm the opposite. But I, 
I like it. It's sweet. Like, and that's I mean that's a rare that's a rare slow song in your favor. It came out so this song came out around this time, and this song probably came out. This is gonna be like gross. This probably came out around the time I was like early dating Zach, so it was like cute or whatever. Cute. But I don't necessarily mean to listen to Rachel Berry's cover of it. Right. It fits well in her voice, but like. Yeah, and it felt very much like this is Rachel. She has to end the episode with a ballad yeah. kind of deal. And we're all supposed to feel like, oh, she's redeemed herself. She's sorry now, and she's happy to be with Finn. Whatever. In conclusion, everyone is awful and nothing's changed. Britney Spears yeah. is good. Yes. Um, yeah, poor Kurt never only got to sing in Toxic with his teacher. He, he's the one who was spearheading this whole thing. Right. He didn't even get a solo. Although, to be fair... I can't, in all respect to Chris Cole for it, his vocal starlings don't necessarily lend themselves to belting out a, right. a Britney number. Unless you're going to do, like, one of her slower songs. Do you think it would have been better if this episode had ended on Leah Michelle singing a Britney song that had the same message? Like, sure. Like, to be like, oh, we'll, like, Mr. Shu, we can still deal with this message and sing, Brit- like, Britney Spears is more than just the sex riot music. Like, yeah. and I can express my feelings through one of her other songs. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what that song would be just because I'm not a huge Britney-like No, me neither, but person. I saw that posited in, in some reviews, and I was like, yeah. that actually makes more sense. I think, yeah, that's absolutely, they could have done that. And I, I think maybe that's, like, one of the only non-Britney songs in the episode, yeah. aside from, like, Christopher Cross. Right. So, speaking of which... It's time for everyone's favorite part, which is yes. there's technically seven songs. I'm really not going to count um, the brief cover of Sailing that Will unfortunately tries to gyrate out in his car. Good. Um, but you have to purchase one of these songs as a single off iTunes. All of these songs besides Sailing were, were uh, released as singles, which is not always common for an episode. It might be now that we're moving forward, so... Mm. You have to buy at least one of these songs and load it onto your iPod. Are you going with I'm a Slave for You, Me Against the Music, Baby One More Time, Stronger, Toxic, or The Only Exception? I'd probably go with Toxic. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I really hate Will in it. That's but... Yeah, that's my only re- That's the only thing holding me back from, like, not from being sure, but, like, I don't know. I feel like I would be listening to the arrangement much more than The Will. That's, yeah. Um, I gotta go with Stronger. I think Kevin McHale's cover is something you're not gonna find anywhere else except on mm, Glee. Okay. Um, like I said, I Slave it. for You. Slave for You is something I would watch again because visually it's great, but I would rather listen to Kevin McHale sing okay. Stronger. Cool. This is just a fun little cover. Love it. Um, <sighs> I do wish they had done Circus. Like, I think that would have been prime um, time. Like, they, I think they could have, I don't know. I would. Um, I think they would have done a good job with that somehow. I do. I really like um, Circus as an album. Mm. So, um, there's a lot of songs. Also, I will say, this is not the last of of Britney Spears that we will see. Cool. Britney Spears will return. Yeah. Nice. Whether you want him, her to, or <laughs> not. Um, All right. 
So that was episode two of season two, a, a real event to be going out, uh, starting off with. Yeah. Uh, Ian. Okay. Let's start with you. Where can people find you sure. on Sure. Um, you can find me at ibroski on Twitter and Instagram, at ibrods on TikTok, um, ianjbrodsky.com. Um, you can listen to my music. Um, my album, Clever But Devastating, is out now. I hope you enjoy it. Um, where can people find you, Karina? You can find me across any major social media, uh, Twitter, Instagram, and technically TikTok, uh, at Epic Adventure of. Uh, I just bought a new ring light because my album broke, and it came with a thing that I can put my phone in, so if I wanted to, I could make very high-quality TikToks Look at, at the you! Ridic- my desk setup looks ridiculous right I now. I love it. Um, I love it. Uh, yeah, so you can find us there. If you'd like to find the show, you can find the show at Twitter and Instagram at Glee Aggressive. You can email us at gleeaggressive at gmail.com. We are eagerly awaiting your thoughts, as always. Yes. Um, what Britney song would you sing if you had a dental dentist yes. office Britney Spears Ooh, fantasy that's a great which one question. would you want to be on mm. yeah if you like mm. the show we encourage you to tell your friends you can rate review and subscribe to us uh those reviews on apple podcast really uh they help really help yeah um shout out to everyone who's done so so far um yeah we appreciate you yeah. and uh i guess we'll see you next time won't we yes you can join us for the next episode we will be watching season two episode three titled grilled cheeses okay (laughs) and so ian i must ask having watched this episode and now having heard the title of the next one (laughs) does this episode of glee make you want to watch the next one so you definitely read my mind because if (laughs) the episode does but if the episode didn't the title of the next one would so either way we're in good grilled cheeses hooks you yep just like intended all right well Good enough.